Can you even imagine what that would sound like? Millions upon millions of angels speaking in unison, us with them, bringing praise and glory to God, for He is worthy. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and it is December 7th. As many of you remember, today is the day we remember Pearl Harbor, and we definitely want to never forget that fateful day of what happened to our country. There are certain days that I've marked in my life. That's one. Uh, September 11th is another. October 7th is another. These are pivotal moments in world history, and uh, we don't want to forget those that have served and given their lives for our freedoms. We are also today going to continue a series on angels and demons, and today we're going to be talking more about angels. Uh, Yesterday, I ended by giving you a lot of information about who are angels, where they come from, uh, where do they live, things like that. And today, we're going to talk about how many angels there are. Do we have guardian angels? Can we see angels? Uh, I'm going to give you six more things. Should angels be worshipped? Do angels get married? Uh, What else do we know about angels? Uh, We're going to talk about all this so we can better know what the Bible has to say about angels and demons. We're going to talk about demons more uh, next week. So I hope that uh, this is a blessing to you. Don't forget that In Grace also is a TV program. You can watch us anytime for free on YouTube. Search for our In Grace YouTube channel. We've got a lot of great adventures, including Exodus Found, where I took a film crew and we went over to Egypt. We went and found Goshen, Avaris, and we retraced the steps of the Exodus all the way to the crossing point of the Red Sea. I believe it's Nueva, Egypt, I went diving at Nueva. You're not going to believe all the adventures we've had. And then we crossed over to Saudi Arabia. I've never been to Saudi Arabia. We filmed there as well. We put this four-part video series together. You can watch it on YouTube. You can also get the full-length video series. It's about double the video when you contact us here at InGrace. For a gift of $35 or more, we'll send you the video series and a free map called Exodus Found. Contact us today by calling at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. And then we find in Revelation 5, verse 11, that many angels speak praise in unison. I beheld, in verse 11, and I heard the voice of many angels. Just imagine this. Imagine this. The voice of many angels around the throne and the beast. Those were the four creatures we talked about. And then the elders, the 24 elders. I believe the 12 are the 12 apostles Uh, The other 12 are the 12 tribes of Israel. And the number of them, I believe this is referring to the many angels, 10,000 times 10,000. Do the math, that's 100 million. In one voice, thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Can you even imagine what that would sound like? Millions upon millions of angels speaking in unison, us with them, bringing praise and glory to God, for he is worthy, to Jesus, for he is worthy. 
So how many angels are there? Well, we just kind of answered that question in some sense. It's interesting because in Hebrews 12, 22, it's talking about the, the future kingdom when heaven comes to earth. And it says, look at Hebrews 12, 22. It says that when you come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to what? An innumerable company of angels. Innumerable. Does that mean that there's an infinite number of angels? Well, that would be kind of weird, right? An infinite number of angels. How many is that? Well, it's infinite. Now, I feel like God created a finite number, but there's a lot. This isn't saying it's infinite. I believe it's saying it's just a lot, okay? Now, we just read 10,000 times 10,000, thousands of thousands, 100 million, my guess if there is such a thing as guardian angels, I'm guessing that God has created one or more for every person ever conceived. So that would be in the billions, right, of humans. And so I feel like there's a finite number that's in the millions of millions or uh, the low billions. In Daniel 7.10, this is a very similar passage. A fiery steam issued and came forth from before him, thousand thousands ministered unto him, and 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The judgment was set, the books were opened. You see the same theme, don't we, uh, throughout both the Old and the New Testament, and the angels that are part of God's created order. Now, do we have guardian angels? You're hoping we'd get to this. Again, we don't find the actual term guardian angel in the Bible. But that doesn't mean that it's not still a truth. Why? Because we have the concept. Here are two passages, and there are a few others, that lead me to believe that we have guardian angels. Jesus, in Matthew 18, verse 10, was talking about the importance of protecting the little ones. Remember, Jesus would say, bring them to me. Oh, no, he's too busy, too important. No, he's like, no, bring them to me. And do not offend them. Do not do anything to harm them. Do not hurt them. Do not abuse them. Why? Because they're pretty helpless, right? These children. So Jesus says, take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven, their angels, that's interesting, their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Now you think, is the guardian angel kind of just walking behind you, ready to kind of grab you and help you? And you know, as you start to trip or fall, that would be great because that means we would never, ever get hurt. But we know we do get hurt. But I don't think we ever get hurt if we're in the will of God in a way that's outside the will of God, okay? But I do believe there are times in our life, and we might not even realize it, that we were protected, we were saved from death by an angel, Okay? And maybe it's just the angel in heaven coming before the Father and just saying, hey, you know, we got to watch this person. We got to help this person. Okay? And then look at Psalm 91. It says, very interesting, verse 11, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. So whether it's an angel assigned to you or just angels in general are there to help you and protect you, I believe in the idea of angels protecting, helping. We can call them guardian angels, I think. It's interesting, as I was studying this out, we were driving 
on a filming trip. We just did a short one to Southern Illinois. We're doing a series for Thanksgiving on sowing and reaping. We have relatives downstate. My wife's uncles are farmers, and so we filmed them planting. I got to drive Darren Bailey's tractor. No, he did not let me plant any seeds because then the whole harvest would be ruined. So on the way down to this filming trip, as I was studying, I asked one of the film guys to drive for me. It was really nice, kind of like a chauffeur. I'm getting used to this. So, uh, and I'm working on my laptop and comparing scripture. I start talking to these guys about it because both of the film guys that were with me were either a current Bible college student or a graduate of Spring Bible College. And uh, just starting to see kind of what they thought about angels and all these concepts. We started talking about guardian angels and, you know, is it biblical? And we we're talking. And it couldn't have been five minutes later. All of a sudden, I'm down looking at my computer again, working, and I hear them go, whoa! Like, whoa? Should I look up? Should I look down? Should I get down? What should I do? Well, a big truck in front of us had lost the tread. And it went flying. It was coming right at the windshield. And it just went to one side and just missed us. And they explained this to me, and all three of us in unison said, guardian angels. I'm telling you the weirdest things. So I can't explain it. I can't say that you're going to be protected from every little accident, because sometimes God allows things to happen. We don't know why, but I think often he does protect us sometimes without us even knowing it. You ever get a flat tire and you're mad, you're angry, but maybe if you had gotten a flat tire... The angel put that little nail right in your path. I don't know. Uh, you would have been in a head-on collision down the intersection. We don't know all of these things, but I certainly believe that God uses his holy angels to help us and to protect us. Can we see angels? Well, obviously, with our natural eyes, if angels are around even right now, we cannot see them. But there are many times in Scripture where God gives supernatural vision. In 2 Kings 6, 7, Elisha wanted his servant to be able to see what he was seeing as the armies were coming against them. Elisha knew that there were armies of God around them as well. And it looked hopeless to the servant, but Elisha knew because he could see these angelic beings that they were going to be okay. In 2 Kings 6, 17, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. That's cool. You believe that, Pastor Scudder? Absolutely I do. I think God protects us, and there are things that are there. We cannot see, but I don't know that he'll ever let us see it, but certainly would it be wrong for you to pray, Lord, let me see. I don't know. I don't think it's wrong. Even Balaam's donkey could see the angels. Numbers 23, 31. Kept stopping. Balaam was really mad. But the donkey uh, kept stopping, and Balaam was mad and beat the donkey. And finally, the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam and saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way. The donkey could see it, but he couldn't with a sword drawn in his hand and bowed down his head and fell flat on his face. If that donkey had gone further, Balaam would have died. Balaam was going to go curse Israel. And so these are beings that are real, that are there, but we just can't see them with our natural eyes. We need supernatural vision. Embark on a journey to explore the inspiring story of the Exodus within grace. 
Call now for your free Exodus map, 878-GRACE. This map depicts the route of the Israelites during their escape from Egypt. When you give $35 or more, you'll receive the Exodus map and our brand new video series, Exodus Found, where Jim Scudder Jr. retraces the Exodus in Egypt and Saudi Arabia, diving into the Red Sea to uncover evidence of the miraculous crossing. For those giving $250 or more, you will get the complete Exodus package, the map, the video series, and a beautiful, exclusive 16 by 20 canvas print showcasing the miraculous Red Sea crossing. And from now until the end of the year, a generous donor will be doubling all gifts. To get these limited-time exclusive materials, call 800-78-GRACE or visit ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Number five, should we worship angels? Revelation 22, verse 8, and this is a natural thing as you're uh, uh, learning all of the things that John was learning about the future and about the end times, he was going to bow down, and it said he did. It says uh, in verse 8 of Revelation 22, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. And just as some of the apostles, as they were bringing the gospel into the world, were, uh, were being worshipped, they said, no, 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 don't worship. Don't worship me. Don't worship an angel. And then said he unto me, verse 9, See thou, do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. So the angel, or the angels, are going to be in favor of those that belong to God. But you don't worship them. You don't pray to them. He says, worship God. The angel says, don't worship angels. Worship God. Only one you should ever, ever worship in your life is God. Do angels get married? Jesus was teaching about marriage and divorce, and, and he said in Matthew twenty two thirty, 30, for in the resurrection they neither marry or giving to marriage, that means uh, the saints, but as are the angels of God in heaven. So we find that the angels don't have those uh, relationships that we do. So the angels do not get married. What else do we know about angels? Well, the Bible is full of stuff. We don't have time to talk about it, but let's talk about a couple things that I know from Scripture that talk about angels. Angels are mentioned at least 108 times in the Old Testament and 165 times in the New Testament. That's a lot, right? Angels are talked about a lot in the Bible. In those verses, we find that angels don't die. They don't grow old. They never cease to exist and they can suffer. They're spirits. They're not bound by time and space, but they're not omnipresent. That's an important thing, especially when we talk about demons. They can't be everywhere all the time, but they are not bound by time and space like we are. Okay, So they can transit. They can make different appearances in different places, but they're not omnipresent like God. And that's important. Why? Because Satan is nothing more than a fallen angel. He's a created being. He's the highest of the angels that fell. He's the highest angel that was ever created, but he's still just an angel that fell, okay? So he's not omnipresent. Sometimes it seems like he is, but he has, I would assume, millions of fallen angels that follow him and give him reports, so it almost seems like he's omnipresent. Angels are wise, but they're not omniscient. They don't know everything. Angels are mighty, 
but they're not omnipotent. They have more power than we do, but they're inferior to God by far. And they're inferior to us in their relationship with God. In other words, although angels have greater power than we do, it's human beings alone that are made in the image of God. This is amazing. The Bible says that angels are going to return with Christ in Matthew 25, 31, the holy angels with him. But it's us, it's humans that will return with Christ as well, and we will reign with him, according to Jude, verse 14. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. And then we're going to be ruling and reigning according to Revelation 5.10, that we're going to be made kings and priests and will reign on the earth. It's pretty cool. So it is humans that occupy the primary place in God's created order. And angels are amazed by the fact that God has offered us salvation. I'll talk a little bit about what's called demon faith from James next time. Well, they were never given the offer of salvation, but we have, and that blows angels' minds. Okay? How do we know that? First Peter 1.12, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. They're amazed by the fact that God sent his son for you. And I'm amazed by it too. It's incredible. Think about this. Think about this. I believe there are angels even around us now. You might not see them with your eyes, but I believe that you can see them in other ways. There was a husband and wife that took a hummingbird feeder back to the store that they had bought it. And the man asked why they were returning it. And they said, well, because we put it out for two weeks and we did not have one hummingbird come to the feeder. And the owner said, well, where do you live? And they said where they lived. And the owner said, you know, I have other customers that are in your same area and they see hummingbirds. So the owner of the store said, hey, listen, I want you to take it and keep it a little bit longer. He said, they're very, very small and they're well disguised. But if you'll have eyes to see, you will see hummingbirds. And so, may we have eyes to see the spiritual things that are around us. May we have eyes to see the times that God has really miraculously helped us. A big, huge piece of tire flying toward our vehicle, barely missing. But I remember another time we were driving in Togo, and I was with Dr. Stringer, and we were in a vehicle that was driven by one of the nationals. It was a four-wheel drive, kind of a Jeep type of vehicle. And there was a big truck in front of us that had a, a load of big rocks like that. And one of those rocks, uh, the truck hit a bump. Some of those rocks came off and started bouncing on the road. One came up and hit the windshield. Just bam, woke us up. But somehow that windshield did not break. Are angels helping us? I think if you have eyes... To see, you'll see them. We know they exist because it says it in Scripture. I know that some of us probably wouldn't be alive 
today without them. And I believe in them. No, we don't pray to them. We don't worship them. But we thank God for them. We say, thank you, Lord, that you have given us help. Do we need help in this world? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm thankful that there are angels and that those angels are for us, for those that have received Jesus Christ, for those that know the book and want to live by the book. You have angels, the good angels, the holy angels. Those angels are marveling at the fact that God provided salvation to you. Isn't that amazing? That God would come and live the perfect life that we couldn't live and be nailed to the cross. Certainly, the demons were excited when Jesus was being nailed to the cross. And I'm sure the good angels were trying to come in and probably had to be held back by Michael and say, no, this is what he wants. He's willingly dying because he could have called 12 legion of angels, the Bible says. But he said, no, I'm going to do this because I love these humans that I made. Incredible. How much does God love you? It's beyond comprehension how much he loves you. You say, well, then how come I have all these bad things happen to me? Hey, don't blame God. He sent his son to die for you. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him. That's how you're saved, not by your works, not by your religion, but by trusting Jesus who did it all for you on the cross. You believe in him, you will not perish, which is hell, but have everlasting life, which is heaven. It's by grace that we're saved through faith in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. We all have sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've rebelled. We've lied. We've cheated. We have not treated people the way we should have. Our sin separates us from a holy and righteous God. And that's why Jesus came, a willing sacrifice, to die for our sins. Angels can't understand that. They're looking into this. They can't believe it that we have been provided salvation. There's no hope for those demons that fell, but there is hope for humans that have fallen, for we have all fallen. And if you'll put your trust in Jesus who died for your sin and arose, you'll be saved. You'll have everlasting life. What a glorious day that will be, singing praises to the Lamb. And even if you can't sing, I think God will give you a beautiful voice. My dad uh, was known as uh, someone that wouldn't be able to sing on key, but I think he's part of the choir in heaven now with a perfect pitch. And so I can't wait to sing with him in glory. I also am excited about finding the route of the Exodus. And we went on a journey to Egypt and Saudi Arabia, and we found the real Mount Sinai, the real crossing point, the real place where God did a great miracle. And I'd like to send a free map to you, Exodus found. On one side is the route that we actually took, the route I believe that the children of Israel took. And on the back side are all the archaeological facts and the scripture references about the Exodus. That's my gift to you, just saying thank you for listening. Now, if your gift is $35 or more, I'll send you the full length video series, Exodus found. This is awesome. You definitely want to get it just to watch the dives in the Red Sea just to see all of the incredible things that we saw. Now, if your gift is $250 or more, I know that's a lot of money, but some of you can do that, especially at this year-end Christmas season. Let me send you an incredible canvas print of Moses parting the Red Sea. It is one of the most beautiful paintings I've ever seen. I got one for myself, and 
This is original artwork from us here at In Grace. This is something you can only get from us, and it could be a great Christmas gift. Contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. If your gift is $250 or more because of our year-end matching gift challenge, your gift will be doubled to 500. If you just want the video series and the free map, that's 35 or more, that will be doubled to 70. This is a great time to give. More people are gonna hear the gospel and you're gonna get some incredible resources as my thanks. Call now for your free Exodus map, 800-78-GRACE. When you give $35 or more, you'll receive the Exodus map and the video series, Exodus Found. For gifts of $250 or more, you will also receive a beautiful, exclusive 16 by 20 canvas print showcasing the miraculous Red Sea crossing. Also, a generous donor is matching all gifts until the new year. Call 800-78-GRACE. Visit ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9. Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.